Hello and welcome to Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you followed us here from TikTok or YouTube, we're so happy you're here. If you found us organically, welcome, you're in for a treat, as Shining Nathan, or as people like to call him, your gay auntie, will be reading you stories throughout literary history. So grab yourself something to eat, drink, and get all cuddled up while Shining Nathan takes you on a literary adventure. Be sure to follow us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, and subscribe for future stories. Hello, sweet peas. This is your gay auntie, Shannon Nathan, and I'm here to do another story time. Now, we're going to continue on from our episode six and continue reading on some of Rudyard Kipling's works from his book of Just So Stories, which is a compilation of children's short stories. But I do also want to go a little bit further into the history of who is Rudyard Kipling and why is he so controversial before we go in. Now, Always remember, I think it is fantastic to learn a little bit or a lot of bit about the author you're reading from. And I think that is vital so you can get a very good understanding, especially when it comes to heavier works of fiction or even nonfiction, to get the undertones and sometimes messaging that the author may have been placed in there intentionally or unintentionally, and some deeper depth things that explain why certain themes are included in some books of certain authors. I think that's a wonderful thing to do because then you gain more nuance and depth to what it is you're reading. So I always recommend even just get a little excerpt about the author of whom you're reading from. And it don't got to be long, but it can give you fantastic insights. Now, last time I read Rudyard Kipling, we were reading How the Whale Got His Throat, one of the short stories from the Just So Stories compilation. I call it compilation. I could be completely wrong, but we're going to go with that word. And today we'll be reading How the Camel Got His Hump. Now, before I get in, I'm going to give a little history about Rudyard Kipling and kind of learn for us why he was so controversial in modern days. Now, do remember, he was around during the 1860s through 1930s, if I remember correctly. Let me just switch over here a little bit and we can get the exact date. 1865 through 1936. And that, of course, is the time period where the British Empire was at its height. Well, towards its height and decline. And it was one of the height of British colonialism in the mindset, because I think at this point we're leaving the Victorian era and transitioning into the Edwardian. And so a lot of the imperialistic mindset of Britain, the Great British Empire, was still very much rife and very problematic, as we know, towards people of color, uh, people who are uh, other to the British Empire and the colonies of the British Empire as well. So a lot of English authors and journalists of the time will tend to have, on occasion, certain issues that we in modern days will acknowledge were problematic, though they make sense for the time period. Now, Rudyard Kipling was born in 1865 and died in 1936, and he was born in British India, when India was part of the British Empire. And you may know him for his famous work of The Jungle Book and Kim and the Man Who Would Be King. And he's done many notable poems that many people do know. 
And he is very controversial because he was one one of those people that was a little racist, a lot of racist. And George Orwell actually labeled him a jingo imperialist um, and was described him as morally insensitive and aesthetically disgusting, which is very interesting for the time period. And he was also described as old fashioned and a representative of British imperialism and as it was stated in several articles I've seen online, Kipling stands for the opposite of liberation, empowerment, and human rights. Because for the time period, Kipling was a little racist, and from what I've heard, anti-Semitic. Now, the reason why I'm going into this, and as I said before, it is important to know a little bit about the author you are reading on. And that's okay. And you can enjoy works of art, even if the artist himself was problematic himself or herself was problematic because art is to be enjoyed and in a way as somebody who was formerly a costume designer myself art is owned by the audience and i take it i take how do i want to put this i believe that when an artist creates it must be impactful to an audience in some way and give them a message. And at that point, the art, the audience then owns that piece of art, whether it's literature, um, into any form of entertainment, paintings, or some other way. Now, where the line gets a little bit more blurry is when the artist is still benefiting or gaining, say they were a hard modern day, say they're a hardcore racist. And we don't like that. But their artwork is very beautiful and impacts you. You can appreciate that art. But where's the line we draw in supporting the artist? Am I making sense? So you can appreciate the art and think it's beautiful and acknowledge that the artist is, in and of himself, problematic. But you do not financially support that artist, nor do you do anything to uplift that artist uh, and their racist ideals. So there's very interesting things when it comes to art and artistry and the art itself versus the artist themselves. Now, we're very fortunate as human beings that we're very creative things, aren't we? We create such beautiful works of literature, art, clay, marble, theater, entertainment in TV and movie film, all sorts of beautiful pieces of art for us to enjoy, digest, and flourish from. So I think take a moment to always enjoy your artists, but also understand who they are a little bit. What do they stand for? And if they stand for something that you don't personally approve of, how can you disconnect from supporting the artist but loving the art? And that's a wonderful question I think that's great to have. And feel free, if you want us to have an open discussion with me on this topic, feel free to email me with any concerns in the statement I had. Because, as we know, I hate racists, misogynists, um, anti-Semites, and all things homophobic, transphobic, all that. So I would love to learn what people think when it comes to separating the art from the artist. Because to me, they're two separate things. As long as my money ain't going to the artist, I'm fine. So, and we're lucky most times, um, especially when it comes to like bigger exhibits. I don't believe some of the money goes to the artist anymore because the museum already bought the art. But anyway, my little diatribe or 
going on a rabbit hole to discuss this is over now. And we're going to get into reading today's story. Let me pull it up. Of How the Camel Got His Hump by Rudyard Kipling. Now, this is going to be the first podcast and reading where I add commentary. Now, if you like it, please let me know. If you don't like it, please let me know, but gently. You can email me at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. And to let me know if you like the commentary. I know some people said they wanted it. Some people may not. I'm going to give it a try. So, How the Camel Got His Hump by Rudyard Kipling. In the beginning of years, when the world was so new and all, and the animals were just beginning to work for man, worst decision ever, there was a camel, and he lived in the middle of the howling desert because he did not want to work. And besides, he was a howler himself. Same. So he ate sticks and thorns and tamarisks and milkweed and prickles, much excruciatingly idle. And when anybody spoke to him, he said, Whoomph, just whoomph, and no more. Honestly, that's me right before coffee. That is exactly me without any coffee. Or I'll howl, I'll howl for my coffee. Anyway, presently the horse came to him one Monday morning, that's a bad choice, with a saddle on his back and bit in his mouth and said, Camel! Oh, camel, come out and trot like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the horse went away and told the man. Presently, the dog came to him with a stick in his mouth and said, Camel, oh, camel, come and fetch and carry like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel, and the dog went away and told the man. Everybody else is so rude to this camel. Honestly, I'd be harumph too. Presently, the ox came to him and, and with the yoke on his neck and said, Camel, oh camel, come and plow like the rest of us. Humph, said the camel. And the ox went away and told the man. All of these animals are just big old tattletales. Can't mind the dang business. Honestly, just disrespectful. Let the camel be. Anyway, at the end of the day, the man called the horse and the dog and the ox together and said, 303, I'm very sorry for you, with the world so new and all, but the hump thing in the desert can't work, or he would have been here by now. So I'm going to leave him alone, and you must work double time to make up for it. The actual disrespect, like, you know what, we're not going to hire nobody else. So we're going to blame it on the guy that just don't want to do the thing. Like, he just wants to be left alone. The disrespect. That, I think that, that's what we call gaslighting or, or something. That's just disrespectful right there. Turning everybody else against the camel. That the camel just didn't want, mind it, want everybody else to mind the damn business. Anyway. That made the three very angry. See? See what I said? Turned the camel into the villain for no dang reason. With the world so new and all. And they held a palaver, and an indaba, and a penchiet, and a powwow on the edge of the desert. Now, powwow is a problematic word, but anyway. And the camel came chewing on milkweed most excruciatingly idle, and laughed at them. Then he said, Humph! And went away again. 
I would too, dang it. They're just being rude. Let you be. Man can pick up some of the dang work too. Shoot. Presently, there came along the djinn, in charge of all deserts, rolling in a cloud of dust. Djinns always travel that way because it is magic. No shoot. And he stopped to Polivar and the powwow with the three. Djinn of all deserts, said the horse, is it right for anyone to be idle with the world so new and all? Certainly not, said the djinn. Well, said the horse, there's a thing in the middle of the howling desert, and he's a howler himself with a long neck and long legs, and he hasn't done a stroke of work since Monday morning. He won't trot. Who? said the djinn, whistling. That's my camel for all the gold in Arabia. What does he say about it? He, 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 he says, humph, said the dog. And he won't fetch and carry. Does he say anything else? Only humph, and he won't plow, said the ox. Very good, said the djinn. I'll humph him if he will kindly wait a minute. The djinn rolled himself into a dust cloak and took a baron across the desert and found the camel most excruciatingly idle, looking at his own reflection, a pool of water. My long and bubbling friend, said the djinn, what's this I hear of you doing no work with the world so new and all? Humph, said the camel. The djinn sat down with his chin in his hand and began to think a great magic while the camel looked at his own reflection in the pool of water. You've given the three extra work ever since Monday morning on account of your excruciating idleness, said the djinn, and he went on thinking magics with his chin in his hand. You know, nobody can just mind the dang business. You know, we ain't hurt nobody, and if last I checked, it was the man who gave everybody else more work. The man should pick up some more work on his dang own. The camel just wants to be left alone. Anyway, there may be more of the story. I'm not reading in, but you know, it's a simple story. It's just disrespectful. Humph, said the camel. I shouldn't say that again if I were you, said the djinn. You might say it once too often. Bubbles, I want you to work. And the gamble said, Humph, again. But no sooner had he said it than he saw his back that he was so proud of, puffing up and puffing up into a big, great galloping hump. Do you see that? said the djinn. That's your very own humph that you've brought upon your very own self by not working. Today is Thursday, and you've done no work since Monday, when the work began. Now, you're going to work. Well, how can I, said the camel, with this humph on my back? That's made a purpose, said the djinn. All because you missed those three days, you'll be able to work now for three days without eating, because you can live on your humph. And don't you ever say, I never did anything for you. 
come out of the desert and go to the three and have humph yourself. And the camel humphed himself and humphed on all the way, went to join the three. And that from that day to this, the camel always wears a humph. We call it a hump now, not to hurt his feelings. But he has never yet caught up with the three days that he missed at the beginning of the world. And he has never yet learned how to behave. Well, neither would I. Y'all were just rude. He just want to mind his own business. And y'all over here just giving him more and more dang work and gave him a hump. The disrespect. There's a little 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 jig right here I think they used to sing during the days I have a horrible singing voice but I do recommend you go and checking it out see if maybe it's a little dilly do that you can enjoy well I hope you enjoyed this little bit of a history lesson slash a little commentary if you didn't like it feel free to email me via my google mail um, at yourgayauntie at gmail.com and I can go on and take it out but let me know baby as always, I love you, my sweet peas, and y'all take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Storytime with Shining Nathan. If you did, remember to subscribe and feel free to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to support this channel and your gay auntie, go to patreon.com forward slash Shining Nathan. If you have any suggestions on pieces we can read, Feel free to email us at yourgayauntie at gmail.com. Remember, you are loved, you are fully valid, and we're so happy you're here. You take care of yourself. <laughs>